welcome to I Love That. A Bachelor podcast, because the unexamined life is not worth living. Zach, you're in the middle of a hot take, and I said hit record, so roll with it. What do you got? Okay, so uh, we're going to jump straight to the end of this episode. Spoiler alert, Hannah B. sends no man home. Four men, four roses. Four men, four roses. Unprecedented. They broke the show again. We'll break into that uh, uh, a little later. So the reason... What? So she gives Tyler and Peter roses pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty two pretty obvious front runners, and then it's left with Jed and Luke, and she's fidgeting with a single rose and lets out an audible, uh, <laughs> and then looks around, you know, probably for an exit or a producer, and then, you know, proceeds to leave, right. Mm-hmm. Then Chris Harrison has to do some work and goes, what's wrong? What's going on? And, you know, she's like, I just, you know, I, I can't make a decision. You know, I, I wish I had more time. And my, the thing that pisses me off about this whole thing is, is you canceled three fucking cocktail parties. Mm-hmm. If you needed more time to get to know these fucking dudes, you know, use the cocktail parties. Those go until like 6 a.m., that's a lot of time, especially with only a few dudes left, you know, when maybe when there was 10 and then 7, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Plenty of time to get to know some of the dudes you have extra questions about. And I, I, Zachary, cannot fucking take when people complain about situations they get into that they personally got themselves into. You know, mm-hmm. you need to take responsibility. Where's the accountability for your actions, <laughs> goddammit? Yeah. You know, seriously, if you cancel the cocktail parties, you need to fucking decide which dude to send home. I don't care. I don't care at this point. And, you know, the thing is, is I got so wrapped up in this cocktail party. I mean, this uh, rose ceremony um, and the whole I can't, you know, come on, make a goddamn decision. This is your fault. You did this. Mm-hmm. That I forgot that I had seen in trailers Jed and Luke both in Greece. I should have known already that no one was getting sent home. Hmm. <laughs> You're right. I guess we did see uh, this season on with all four of them in some capacity. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, we're going to start the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you met Zach. I'm Wade. Uh, shout out to my mother-in-law. Yeah. Who I assume is responsible for all of our weekly subscribers to the show. So thank you. Uh, we hope you enjoy listening. We enjoy well, Claudia. Doing yep, Claudia. Thanks, Claudia. And uh, yeah, that uh, the the game. I think we can probably guess how it's going to end at this point. Okay, so do you want to? Let's make a prediction, or I'm going to make a prediction. All right. Uh, so we know Luke goes home. She probably has sex with Tyler and Peter. Mm-hmm. Or does something of a sexual nature, or or ambiguously, yeah. Um, and that peeves Luke off, and then Luke gets sent home on the night before his uh, fantasy suite, mm-hmm. and then um, following that, uh, I think. I mean, before that, I or maybe afterwards. Maybe she goes to Jed afterwards for the final fantasy suite date. And Jed levies with her that he can't believe that he was, um, you know, I mean, we get to see that he needs to clear the air, get some clarity, if you will, on 
I can't believe you put me in the same category as Luke P. And I think that's also not going to rub her well. So it's not going to matter. Uh, no one's going to get sent home. They're not mm-hmm. going to send two people home. And, you know, it's going to be between Tyler and Peter. Then Luke comes back with a ring and breaks the show once again. Mm-hmm. And at at this fucking point, if she ends up with Luke, she deserves him. Agreed. Especially if we're seeing her send him away because he's being possessive about her sexuality. Yeah. The fact that she would even consider it at that point. Yeah. Because we see in the, the, you know, this season on, she's at the, you know, she's ready to mm-hmm. pick between the final two. Uh-huh. And Chris Harrison does the whole, he's here, he's got a ring. And you see her crying and being conflicted about it. Now, if this happens after he's possessive of her sexuality, I don't see what the issue is. God. Couldn't she just say, like, well, screw that guy. He's possessive. Send him away. Exactly. Why did you let him on the show? And again, she already sent him home. We, we said we were yes. going to get into how many times the show has broken. Oh, yeah. So let's just do a quick run through with that. Uh I believe Scott was his name, got booted night uh-huh. one, when uh, Demi, who's been strangely absent as of late to uh, help, help Hannah get to the truth of things. So that, that clown got sent home early. Tyler G. vanished. Uh, Hannah got sick. Oh, yeah, Hannah got sick. There was another hang-up. I guess she was just really sad the other time. That's that's not a break in the rules. But then she canceled the three cocktail parties, which mm-hmm. would have Which is given kind of unprecedented. Yeah, they were the last three as well, so yeah. if you wanted normalcy from this show, you maybe only got it for a couple episodes in those first few weeks. I I was so excited about this season. A return to, you know, Bachelor excellency. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we didn't get that. Yeah. It was odd. You and I were discussing earlier, I think the last... Uh, you know, Becca's season was good. Yeah, that was actually. That was pretty by the book, and... Uh, you know, the Ari season was essentially by the book until that shocker of a after episode, which was gripping, which is great. gripping television. That is good TV. And I, I watched that with you and, your, and Shannon, your wife. Yeah. And uh, we were like, I mean, we were just in shock. It was crazy. I, I have mm-hmm. never, ever seen that. Yeah, it was pretty voyeuristic. I'm not going to say I oh, felt yeah. great watching it. <laughs> yeah, I felt dirty for sure. But but it was very engaging. I couldn't look away. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, with Colton's season where he, you know, he kind of broke the show, went AWOL, came back, picked mm. the one that didn't want him, essentially said, we don't have to get married. You know, it, it kind of undercuts the stakes that you think you're going into this show with. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a it's a game. Mm-hmm. It's a contest. Uh, more on that when we get to Jed's you know, hometown. You know what I think is gross? Hmm. Here's what I think is gross. Um, Cassie. The girl Colton picked. Correct. She uh, She's doing just full-on ads and stuff on Instagram. She got what she wanted. Mm-hmm. It, in, I, I think she played Colton so well. And I don't know if Colton's happy or what, but no way they last. And and you know what? Kudos to Ari and Lauren, man. Hmm. They got married. They have a kid. Are they pretty active on Instagram? Or yeah. They... Well, Lauren is. And but, but for product placement, are they she, exploiting Lauren the does some. Okay. Yeah. But it comes off more like this is just a product of the love and family that I got. Mm. You know? This is just an added bonus. Yeah. Whereas Cassie was just in it for the fucking money. Mm-hmm. 
and it, and it's sad. And so breaking the show, I don't think is a good idea. Yeah. You know, I just and 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 honestly, well, actually, I was gonna say I wish that people, I wish they would stop going to the well and picking bachelors and bachelorettes that haven't been on the show before, mm-hmm. so that we wouldn't get that kind of shit. Um, and I was going to say that about this season. And honestly, this season seems like none of these guys or Hannah are in it to sell, you know, slimming tea on Instagram. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think picking from the well is detrimental because it has become kind mm-hmm. of a game to get exposure and fame. Mm-hmm. And we were saying earlier, uh, you know, something we won't discuss until a little later for the sake of spoilers, but. A lot of these guys are not being vetted properly. If if the goal is to find people yes. who are here for the right reasons, and I'm not even gonna you know pick on Luke P in this situation, I'm just gonna say they're not doing their due diligence. And the idea I had when I was talking to you was, if hometowns are in the cards, if any of the 30 guys who show up to begin with, they got to sign papers that they're willing to go to the end, yeah. and that there's gonna be a hometown involved, yeah. then maybe legally then you're allowed to interview their family and their parents and their friends or anybody who's going to be at that hometown and say, hey, look, is this guy engaged to someone? Is he already dating somebody? Mm -hmm. Like, does he have a criminal history that he's hidden really well that we didn't get to the bottom of? Like, do your research. There's no reason for these people to make it on the show and then get booted or have, you know, like with the Scott or the Tyler G drama and there's potentially other drama with contestants that we don't know about. Yeah. And it just, it's like you're wasting the viewer's time here. Just god damn it. Just god fucking damn it. Yeah, I was I was saying I think this would have been a great season if we had a little more of a put together bachelorette. Someone who was a little more self assured, confident, less easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have Hannah B or Luke P and we got some collected lady in that role, Tasha. Oh, just Tasha. for example, it could have been so much fun. More fun than it than it is. It's not you know, it's had its moments, but yeah. uh, I, we've obviously been kind of... Tasha was brilliant, mm. smart, and gorgeous. Yeah. Can't wait for Paradise. Oh, oh yeah, and Hannah G's going to be there. Yep. What a show. Why not Hannah G? What was her baggage? She would have made a perfect Bachelorette. With the whole rapping thing at the end, remember? Mm-hmm. That was so funny. Yeah. Um, I, What was... Maybe I listened to it, or I don't know, but I had heard that Hannah G was actually super fun and super funny and really cool. And they didn't show us And any. they didn't show any of it. Wow. Yeah, we got surprisingly little of her. Yeah. Yeah, she. Uh, it's my understanding that she was one of the, like, cooler people on the show and actually a lot of fun mm-hmm. and not meek, small and quiet yeah she seemed pretty blank like nothing going on i I got no sense of her personality that whole season so it's gonna be great having a paradise Mm -hmm. yeah it is interesting with these the narratives that they choose to uh to latch on to at the expense of exploring some of the other contestants on the show Mm -hmm. which is a good segue into hometowns because they're not in each other's business yeah. There's no like drama. You just get a pretty solid individual. You know, it's like one on ones without any any bachelor mansion. You know, no notes, no yeah, no conflict amongst the boys. Correct. So it was kind of it was kind of nice in that sense. So what do you say we dive into it? 
That's Peter. my dive noise. Hmm? That was my dive noise. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like that. I love that. I love. <laughs> Thanks. You see the? I, I sent you the new Bitmoji. That, that was great. There's a new yeah. Bitmoji. I love that, but the face <laughs> does not match. So you got to use it in a specific situation. Oh, Wade and his Bitmojis. Oh yeah. Okay, that. so let's let's dive in. Um, first hometown was Luke. Yes. Peter. I, that's what I meant. I keep wanting to want to call him Luke S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First was Peter's and. Uh, uh, so, so Westlake Village, California. Oh yes, really showing off the pilot business. He drives a Mercedes. Shocker. Condom included. Yep. So I would like to note that it wasn't a bright gold. So we know he's not packing. Oh sure. He's probably yeah. got a little skinny dick. Oh come on, <laughs> you don't need to go there. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe not. He's got a nice car. He's a pilot, but uh... well, and that's what I'm saying. Someone who drives a you know a murdered out you know Mercedes like that, maybe he's overcompensating a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Did uh, you know the old saying? It's it's not the size of the boat. It's how so... good you do sex. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, and then so they go flying, and he is exceedingly excited. Oh, this is his. It was awesome to watch. He's so mm-hmm. cute. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I think we mentioned earlier, or maybe I did, that uh, I, I don't know that Peter has a lot going on. Like he really needs to lean onto the pilot thing because that might be the coolest thing about him. Well, and that's unfortunate and stupid because he's. You know, half Cuban, half German. Mm. You know, let's fucking you know Peter Weber, mm-hmm. Weber. Um, his mother was Cuban, and uh, the Germans are an interesting bunch. And I would just like to say that you know there was a huge German um, population in Mexico as well. Really, Frida Kahlo's father huh. was a German. So the, um, there were a lot of Germans, and in, in, there there were, I don't know if there are now, they're in mm-hmm. Mexico. And so I was like, oh my god, were there a lot of Germans in Cuba? Where else have the fucking Germans immigrated? A lot of places. I guess they just kind of blend in, because I know there's a town in Texas that I'd always stop by. Really? The, uh, yeah. Was it uh, Germexis? Something like that, yeah. Dope. Yeah. Berlusten. <laughs> 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 I'm blanking. It's another, it's another German town. Uh, Neremtonio. There you go. Thanks. Good one. I'm doing stuff. Right. So anyway, she, he. Oh. Uh, when they're flying. Mm-hmm. I know he did the pre-flight check. I know he took him into the air. But. He's in a little one-person, you know, two-person plane. Mm-hmm. No co-pilot, presumably no autopilot, and he's macking with Hannah in the air. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Ten and two, Peter. Yeah. Ten and two. <laughs> okay, goddammit. Those things are so terrifying and, or terrifying, and they are the kinds of planes that people crash the most. Harrison Ford crashed one of those. Yeah. Okay? People crash those. I'm not okay with this lack of fucking paying attention. 
That's extra funny. Right when he was uh, talking about the condom, oh, I believe in safety, and yet he was like one hand on her leg driving the car, yeah, and like looking over at her repeatedly, yeah. and then I guess again with the plane, like, okay, <sighs> you're cool, but uh, safety first. In a fucking plane? Are you fucking kidding me? That is not the place. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I I don't have a pilot's license. I'm no pilot. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't know any. Well, actually, know a guy who flies helicopters, but. I knew a guy who flied a helicopter. There you go. And he's no longer with us. Oh, helicopter related? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Well, it was like a storm, and it crashed. Oh, no. Yeah. Sudden storm? Thunderstorm? Does Texas get random thunderstorms? Couldn't tell you where it was. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Safety in small aerial vehicles. God damn it. Oh. Mm. <sighs> But he was having the best time. He was fucking like, loving it. Really dude. in his element. Yeah, it's always nice to see people on this show when they are in their element. Yes, yeah. So uh, we start the meal with a prayer. Uh-huh. A fun German song, a prayer. Fun, yeah. And something about these hometowns that I cannot get over is that they have a meal in front of them, you know, and there's some kind of, hey, I'm glad everybody's here. Here's to whatever. Toast, toast, toast. Everyone has one sip of wine. And then it's like, hey, uh, can I steal you for a second? And they don't eat. Yeah. They have like a sip of booze and they just let the meal go cold and then they go grill each other. Yep. Can I steal you for a second? Can I at least eat first? Really? Yeah, I don't, maybe, maybe the editing, but sure. uh, I don't get the impression that food is being eaten. I don't get that impression either. Uh... I also, I do get the impression, though, that Peter's brother mm-hmm. hates planes. You think so? Sure. Because uh, I'm assuming Peter's the older brother. Peter's the older. And he's super cool and chill and, and more handsome and a successful pilot. And isn't wasn't his father a pilot as well? Yeah. And Peter's also got his father's name. Okay. So <laughs> number two kid is a disappointment. 100%. Will never be as good as the yeah. first. <laughs> Larger penis, though. Maybe. That's what I think. That's why it wasn't overt, his hate for Peter. Hot take. Yeah, that's what you get here. Yeah, we... And stay tuned. We might get to the bottom of this. (laughs) We might get the answers. They live near us. Because everyone's asking. Yeah. What's everyone asking? The size of Peter's... If we can get to the bottom of their penis size? Yeah. Yep. It's nice that they, uh, they, they flew over the Bachelor Mansion. I went on a Hollywood tour where they, you know, drove to uh, the fancy houses over there. Oh, yeah. We passed the Bachelor Mansion briefly. Did it look run down? That's fun. Yeah, kind of. They need to redo that shit. It looks so nice on TV, but everything does. Yeah. The reality is much grimier. It almost burned down. I heard that. Yeah. Peter's dad. So... So cute. I mean, his whole family was. Dude, everyone dude, was crying. It was Real so sensitive cute. people. Yeah. Like, it was nice. So <laughs> sweet. If she doesn't pick Peter, I'm going to be pissed. I think he would probably make the best uh, Bachelor, though, next season, if she doesn't go with him. I think Tyler. You think? Well. Because uh, that pilot thing, like, that's a catch. That's like a Joe Millionaire thing. He's successful. He'll provide, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. There you go. I don't, I didn't get a sense of Tyler's business acumen, but. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, he's an MBA. Not that that means you have business acumen, but mm. he's an MBA who is a what I assume is a general contractor. Yes, I think that's what his so, descriptor is. It's like okay, so you know he probably got some sort of success 
going on. Mm-hmm. He um, was Tyler's hometown next. Yeah. Okay. So the vibe I get from Tyler, I love Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get the vibe that he's too young. His whole family seemed kind of fratty. His father aside, his father, that was really sweet and cute. Mm-hmm. But like his, his brothers all look like they know where to get blow in this retirement community. <laughs> you know? Not to completely hate on the guy, but he I think he's, what, 25? Mm-hmm. And he comes off super young, and I don't know if he's really ready. Yeah, I... Mm-hmm. I can see that. In the same way that Peter is. So you know what? She's probably going to pick Tyler or Luke, and then Peter will be the bachelor. It's a good call. I like that as a call. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, Tyler kind of it rounded out for me this episode because I always got the sense that not he was not that he was playing a game, but just that his his game, you know, as a guy getting a lady's interest, mm-hmm. seemed kind of on display. Like he's he's got his tactics. He knows he's fit, you know, good yeah. looking, and like he's a good talker and all that. But uh, he seemed to like open up a little more at this one and. Mm-hmm. You know, you know when he almost cried in his talking head. Like, there's clearly yeah. some vulnerability and some affection. His family really caught on to it, which I think is a great indicator too. Because sometimes, I mean, my God, on on all of Colton's hometowns, there was just an odd sense of like desperate nervousness that like the chemistry was being forced <laughs> for the cameras <laughs> and the sake of the show. And sometimes the parents catch on to it. But you know, these people know Tyler, and they mm-hmm. got the impression that he was really falling for this girl. Yeah, so that was enough for me to kind of okay. His broy facade is just the facade, and like the I think people. it is a facade. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think one hundred percent. He is a great dude trapped in a frat guy's you know mm-hmm. mind and body. Yeah, it's a good it's a good wall you know yeah. to have. Yeah, you uh, fit in. You're safe. I like him very much, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know it was really cute to see his dad, you know, in the whole beating his coma. Yeah. And, like, talking as much as he did. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm burping. I'm not choking up. Talking as much as he did, even though it looked like it pained him. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, it's really, really cute and sweet. I was trying to pinpoint it. I don't know where Tyler might have grown up, if it was entirely in Jupiter. Well, he said that house across the way. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... My wife and I were trying to figure out what his accent is, you know, because it's very chill, but sometimes there's almost like a Georgia or a Bayou, mm-hmm. like Florabama. I don't know what it is. It's not a twang. Well, where is Jupiter? Is it is that kind of panhandly? No, it's uh, no, it's not actually. It's north of uh, huh. Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Oh, word. So it's on the east side. I would. That's what I was expecting. I'm like, it's got to be in the panhandle, like right next yeah. to Georgia. Yeah. But, and and who knows? You know, maybe he grew up around people who talked that way. It, you know, your parents might not have the same accent you do, depending. Hmm. I wonder where he went to went to, went to college. Hmm. Regardless, they had a nice boat date. Nice yeah, boat I mean, date. That looks like a lovely, uh, you know, part of the world. It's a good representation yeah. for Florida. I think that's good representation for Florida. That you know, the the trope I think is very real. That it's just one giant retirement community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they were. Uh, at, at this, yeah. So they're at this bar drinking what looked like a lovely margarita. 
um, and then there's this band, and he goes, do you want to jam? And my initial thought was, what are they, they going to go play some guitar? Are they going to go noodle? Wouldn't that be amazing if Tyler was keeping that in his back pocket? Yeah, like I'm better than you, Jed. <laughs> sure. um, but he meant dancing. Then my my biggest issue with this whole jamming scenario, mm-hmm. I'm so sick of white boy dreads and ska. <laughs> sure. And it really plays into the amalgamation that I imagine Jupiter, Florida. If this is a representation of Jupiter, Florida, it's an amalgamation of ska white guys and their dreads and beach people mm-hmm. and retirement, retirementees. That's all I got for you. That's fair. Sick I, ska. I was really surprised that it ended up being ska for a second, you know, because there's there's some reggae influences mm-hmm. musically, mm-hmm. and before we saw the guys and really heard the song, you know, in its entirety, I thought maybe this is just some fun, uh, you know, beachside cabana, you know, kind of reggae style music, and then it became undeniable when yep. we saw the gentleman when in the band, yep. and <laughs> and on a completely unrelated note, there was a I don't know how if this was edited strangely or not, but a very elderly couple. It was kind of clapping along, <laughs> just looking right at the camera, but yeah. it really stood out to me. It was great. I laughed out loud. It was good. Are, is it, are they enjoying the music? Are they clapping at something totally different? Or did the cameraman just say, hey, can you clap and look directly into the camera? For, don't say anything. Don't mm-hmm. blink. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it seemed weird. They were jazz. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he has a really sweet family, and yeah. I, th- I thought his, uh, his whole hometown was... Maybe quicker, or it felt quicker. It felt quicker. Yeah. So, who's was next? Luke. It goes Luke then Jed. Yep. Okay, let's do let's do Jed's. Do you want to do Jed's first? Or do you want to do Luke's first? There's a lot to unpack with Luke's. First of all, I'd like to cover since we're at the halfway point that neither Peter nor Tyler said "I love you." Yeah. Which is something that happens a lot on the hometown. Yes. You know, you got to drop that final seed. Also interesting that they were the first two to get picked at the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. Now, Luke and Jed did both say I love you on their one-on-ones oh, or on their hometowns. Wait, so. you know, Detective Dr. Wade. It's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just thought it's that was interesting because yeah. there was some, uh, I feel like some offhanded mention that like, oh, you know, he didn't say it or maybe I should have said it or. I'm not there yet, but I'm so close. I could see myself getting there. One of one of them. Mm-hmm. The goodbyes you know. and the limo for the two of them were pretty. Peter's was really cute, mm-hmm. and Tyler's was really steamy. So I mean, it's pretty much yeah par for the course here. Yeah. Moving on, to Jed. Okay. Now, what's his actual hometown? Because he claims Nashville, and that's where they started the date. I think it's Tuscaloosa. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. I didn't write it down, but that sounds right. All right, so uh, walking around Nashville. little yeah. sports take real quick. Mm. So, Bama, um, you know, coached by Nick Saban. That's, uh, you know, Alabama's team. Uh, Roll Tide. Mm-hmm. Uh, they play the Tennessee Volunteers a lot, the Vols, in the last few years. And uh, I thought Hannah being such a big college sports person that that would have got brought up. Hmm. That's all I've got. All right. 
So they're walking around Nashville. Sure. Very quickly wind up at the studio. What? For Jed to yet again showcase his music. Shoehorn that into their uh, dating activities. I don't think it went poorly. I don't think it went poorly. I mean, I, I she think... seemed kind of like actually into it and, and enamored. Yeah. So it, it worked. Although I, you know, I, it's not that I like don't like Jed. I appreciate that he is a musician. But we were talking as a, you know, doctors who work in music publishing that this very much. He's like writing for top 40s artists. Like he he's not really doing it. He's not reinventing the wheel. He's just writing acoustic pop songs for Ed Sheeran or ah, uh, yep. You know, like that that style of music that like it's fine and pleasant sounding, but it's super derivative and uh, my wife commented, he seems like one of those guys who doesn't know what his own singing voice sounds like because he's always been falsetto guy no he's just been singing in the style of someone else yes yeah so i'm i'm i've had it up to here with fucking this wannabe jesse mccartney falsetto shit i believe you threw uh ryan carrera types out Uh out there earlier uh you know you know we need exactly zero more ryan cabrera's and ed sheeran's yeah in fact a few less i think pop acoustic singer-songwriters in a way undercut the whole genre and it does really all sound pretty similar the empty platitudes and it's patronizing mm-hmm. which is basically what their song was yeah They're wishing under bridges on loving falling in love loving on a cobblestone, on a cobblestone. right man good for you dude jesus but the dude knows what he's doing he so does let's sit down let's brainstorm and then he he assembled that song pretty efficiently pretty, so pretty he, efficiently he's good at what he does i'm sure yep. you know honestly like he hasn't, as of yet, done anything to piss me off. So if all he wanted from this was exposure, I hope he got it. You know, I hope he can work on a couple sessions. Maybe, Quit stripping. Maybe and write a few songs. <laughs> yeah, get put his clothes back on and make a little money doing it. Oh, God. But I hate that style of music. He looks better with a hat. Agreed. Yeah, we saw a photo of him with a hat. There's something weird about, like, his widow's peak. Yeah. Like, it doesn't know which way it wants to go. And it all kind of, he just combs it all up and mm-hmm. makes his forehead look huge. But he looks normal with a hat. Looks normal with a hat. Why doesn't he wear a cowboy hat? His he, name's, he's got a great his hat. His name's Jed Wyatt. He yep. lives in Tennessee. Like, come on. Tennessee. You, yeah. T- yeah, and just, you're playing acoustic guitar. You can own that. You can wear bolo ties like I do. Yeah? Did you bring any of those when you went to Texas again? No. It's too hot. It's too hot for a bolo? Collars, and I, I'm not brave enough to wear a bolo without a collar on my shirt. I get it. I was watching something. Yes, that unacknowledged documentary. Not to go on a complete tangent here. That's the one with uh, Stephen Greer, I believe. The one we were talking about yesterday. Okay, that's why it's uh. familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there are a number of old photos of people involved in the government in that documentary that have some sweet outrageous bolos nice yeah and that was another reason that i forgot to tell you why you needed to watch it (laughs) it was off the chain all right sold yeah (laughs) ornate dude i'm talking like ornate like big big it was crazy or just i got a couple where the uh you know the little the little endings Mm -hmm. are like feathers and they get they get more elaborate than your typical just little rotten metal situation Mm mm-hmm Okay, so we get Jed's family. Yes. And 
Well, first off, he said, I love you during the recording session. Like, he got right oh, to it. Oh, yeah. There was an impression that yes. he could not hold it in. And I was like, good for you, Jed. Like, you've been doing well this whole time. So, way to get that in there in mm-hmm. what felt like a sincere moment. Mm-hmm. On to the family. The family was weird. The whole thing was weird. That mom was very passive-aggressive. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think they know about the girlfriend. Oh, you think his family knows about it? I think so. They have to, right? They have to. Do you think Jed lives at home? <laughs> I think Jed lives at home, which is why they don't want him to get married to someone, because then he won't be able to focus on his music career and get out of the house. Mm-hmm. But if he is working, presumably, like one can work, pay rent, do music on the side... Strip, pay rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just saying, if he lived at home, that would that would make sense that everyone in his family is aware that he of was dating another girl and that music mm. is the most important thing to him. That's why he went on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, he said as much. So they maybe meet Hannah and they're like, eh, this is like, no, no. He went for the exposure. Yeah. We want him to succeed at music and, you know, you're just a... Not just a bachelorette, but... A I, distraction. I, yeah. Yeah. I got a weird sense that they... It, it was weird, and it felt weird, and I'm like, why are they so against Jed being in love? But then I thought, maybe they realize more than anyone else that this is a show mm-hmm. for television, and that they're just not pulling punches about it, you know? Like, the mom instantly was like, I know you're dating other people, you're dating four other guys, I bet you say this shit to all of them, like, I love my son, like, not having it. Yep. Yep. It was uh, it was weird, mm-hmm. a little off-putting. Yeah, kind of across the board. Uh, that's exactly what I imagined his father to look like, by the way. Yeah. That being said, their dog is great. Oh yeah, Tux. Mm-hmm. Nice dog. Great dog. Mm-hmm. Best part of that date. Yeah, and uh, what did we discuss the rumors that? that Jed might have had a girlfriend? I don't know. I think we might have at some point. But so leading up to the show, he had a girlfriend and she produced texts uh, apparently about from him about how he loves her and he's just going on the show for exposure. Mm -hmm. And then the reality Steve guy found out that not only did Jed have a girlfriend... And before he went on the show, he went to the Bahamas with his family and this girl's family. Hmm. And during that time, before he, you know, during the time before the Bahamas and after the Bahamas, he was cheating on his girlfriend. So not only did he have a girlfriend, but he was cheating on his girlfriend. Mm. Wow. (laughs) Before he goes on The Bachelor. So, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's real do what you will with rumors Mm -hmm. but when this is over we're certainly going to unpack all of it and uh you know if that is true then oh jed what i will say is this is going to make for a great tell-all episode oh yeah at the end of the day yeah do you think they'll address some of that stuff i don't know if they're gonna maybe maybe that stuff i just can't wait to see the uh the whole Luke thing and how dumb he feels mm-hmm. for how he's portrayed on the show. Yeah. It can't all be editing magic that Luke sucks. 
No, it can't. And uh, I'd say we might as well get into get into his thing. Shout out to uh, Jed's father's flavor saver. Oh no! Yeah, a little soul patch. That was pretty nice. Ugh. Okay, so let's move on to Luke <laughs> P. Gainesville, Georgia, and uh, mm-hmm. you said it can't just all be editing that makes him look like he sucks, and yet the people in this town speak very highly of him. Everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. Let me just start off saying so. His date with her was, I'm gonna take you to a pre-church to my Sunday school. Yeah. Great. I was in an airplane, I went on a boat ride, I went to a studio in Nashville, and you're taking me to fucking Sunday school? Country diner. Yeah, so you can do what? Your sex addict anonymous Again? confession? Again? She already knows. The audience already knows. That's the Presumably, only... Presumably, these motherfuckers probably know. That's the only thing we know about you. Mm-hmm. And all the really vague things that people say, like, oh, he's not, you know, you don't know him. He's the kind of guy that likes to admit when he's wrong, or he's the kind of guy that'll have your back. These, these are meaningless statements, and furthermore, I think it was extremely fucked up that Luke was in her presence while these people were giving testimony. I have a theory that Luke has Stockholmed the entire town that he lives in. Yeah. Oh, he's so quick to apologize when he's wrong. Oh, like, like when he broke his brother's arm? Yeah. And he apologized right afterwards, and now they're fucking terrified to ever say anything bad about him to anyone ever again. Probably not the case 100%, but the pieces are there, mm-hmm. if that's the narrative you want to put together. I, I am not believing this guy. Yeah. And his tiny, tiny, tiny white family. And was he wearing a Canadian tux the whole time? Duh. That's what he does, dude. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know, that was that's weird. And getting everybody to pray over him, like, we get it, you're religious. That's literally all you've put on the table. He wasn't wearing his, uh, his cross the whole time. Mm. Yeah, but he's got that, uh, that fish, what would Jesus do tattoo on his arm. So he's always wearing his religion. So... So, I want to show you, I want to show you this, and what I'm showing Wade right now is who I think Luke P's brother looks like. <laughs> What's that guy's name? That's Lurch. Lurch. From the Adams Family. <laughs> the fool looks exactly like that guy. Oh, yeah. I could get that. Yeah. That's all I could think about when I was watching him. Hmm. Okay, so they're very weird date. Okay, yeah. I don't, I don't, do you have anything else to say on that? Uh, no, I'm just, just stop already. Mm -hmm. Just please, for the love of God. One observation I was going to make is, uh, with the guys at the mansion, his kind of, what I had described earlier episodes as you know that bullshit just face demeanor Mm -hmm. the way he's frantically defending all of his actions and trying to exude this like confident oh i'm like totally stable i'm not gonna crack i'm positive and i know what's what and here i am saying it i'm curious if that shit just flies a little easier in rural religious communities where you can just say things that sound positive and people are yeah. like, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, no one pokes holes. Yeah, like, no, I mean, and, and why would you, you know, if you're surrounded by like-minded people, same color, same religion, same demo, like, yeah. 
you're not going to get a lot of pushback and he's not competing with anybody for anything. True. It's all just about exception or uh, being accepted. But I, I do wonder if what we observe is his sociopathic tendencies just uh, work better mm-hmm. in smaller rural communities. And I've said that the whole hiding behind the religion thing, like, who's going to question you? As long as you're not doing anything. I mean, in that community, why would you question him? Yeah. Uh, it, it made me reconcile. Because, like, oh, okay, he seems to get along fine here. But is that just because nobody is challenging him? I think that's the case. Because mm-hmm. why? why? Why challenge him? His entire identity seems to be this religious, you know, yeah. thing. So, they go home. To mm. Luke's house. I don't know where I want to go. Well, we started with uh, Hannah saying we've been arguing basically the whole time. Oh, okay, dude. So... And they're laughing about it. <laughs> okay, okay. So you're on a show. You're dating 30 men. You spend probably a couple days each with every guy. At, at this point, maybe a grand total, if we're including group time, four or five days, right? Hmm. And you take this man who everyone hates on the show, who has shown you red flags, who has red flags that you've addressed, and doesn't he doesn't seem to adhere to the the rules that you outlined for him. Mm-hmm. You progress the relationship even further to the point that you bring him home. He takes you home to his family. And you guys giggle and laugh about the fact that you have been fighting for your first four, maybe five days of your relationship on a television show. Mm. And you still think it's okay. You think this is okay. This is natural. This is healthy. She deserves him if she chooses him. Mm-hmm. She did this to herself. How can you be so blind? I just had a very uh, eureka moment. Okay. I'm not saying I have an answer to anything, but it's it's really strange that Luke's only story is that he started to give in to temptations. You know, when he went to college, things got out of control. He was chasing sex. You mm-hmm. know, he works out. He's not a terrible looking person. So mm-hmm. he probably had some success with this. Then he gets on this show... And the whole time with Hannah, it's like, he's given her those, like, I want to have sex with you eyes, like a hard intensity, shark-like behavior, as if he's back in college chasing sex again. Like, yeah. like, a, like in a relapse sort of way, like sex addict behavior, if you would want to. Because he doesn't have his uh, support staff around him, his support yeah. network. And his family clearly, you know, was a little guarded and they, they seem to be actually pretty religious and that Luke is not... Or no longer wants to be someone who would have promiscuous sex, but it seemed the entirety of the way he was behaving on the show, like taking off his shirt, the whole massage thing that Jed walked into, like the level of intensity and like sexuality that he was bringing to his interactions with Hannah. I think you're right. Like he didn't have the support system. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is, is when he's at home and around people who are checking him on it and accepting him as he is, he's fine. But when he went to the Bachelor Mansion, didn't have that, didn't have the accountability, and he yeah. went right back to yeah. that sex addict behavior. Wow. Interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. No, it's a weird take. I, That's pretty good. That would make sense of why he seemed normal yeah. at home, but he seems like a 
fucking crazy violent sex addict like at yeah the, at the bachelor mansion blown away yeah pretty good his parents didn't seem like they were having it though like they were a little sketchy his dad was way off yeah there's i don't know what that situation is i feel like he's got a weird kind of home life mm-hmm what does yeah. he do? He's an import-export manager? Mm-hmm. Was he in the mob? I don't know. <laughs> he could be like a, just like a delivery guy, a truck driver, a dude who brings produce to the oh my grocery God. store. Like, that's import-export, right? That's pretty good. Like, he could work at a loading dock. Yeah, that's like saying you're, you're in account services or something. <laughs> I'm in administration. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So... Anyway, then you, you, we we gave you at the top the uh, rose ceremony. Yeah, so... Have you got she, any other... She uh, has her little meltdown. They all get the roses. I guess... Nothing too much more to elaborate on the events. We've discussed what we think is going to happen. How this could all turn out. So it looks like Jed's going to, you know, bring up... I don't like being in the same category as Luke. and Which is fair. But sure. I think he's going to shoot himself in the foot. Absolutely. I, no, and that's why I, I was saying I think he's taking a dive. Yeah. Like, he might be doing it to give himself an easy out on account of having a girlfriend or having had a girlfriend <laughs> that he cheated on and his parents, like, not, the ghost. not having it at all. Yeah. Because ultimatums never work on this show. Br- bringing the other guys into it never, yeah. never pans out. Well, Phyllis on The Office gave Bob Vance an ultimatum, and it worked for her, so... Well, Phyllis is an exceptional woman, though. Yes, she is. Like, who could resist? And I, the episode I left off on, Holly's gonna give, uh... AJ... Oh, yeah. ...from Nashua an ultimatum. Yeah, because they've been dating for years now, now, right? Yeah, yeah he should have proposed by now. Yeah? Well, if he doesn't propose by the end of the year... <laughs> she's gonna leave him in, presumably... Her and Michael can live happily ever after. Don't tell me. Okay, no spoilers. <laughs> um, so, this is just kind of a question Sorry. outside of the show. Like, the hometown's got me thinking, how how important is family? Or the partner's family? In what regard? In continuing to be with the person. Let's not assume that they're in, actually... In my life? Yeah. Let's not say marriage is the end goal, because obviously these people don't get married right away. They date, they live mm-hmm. in different cities for a while and see how it goes. I think uh, family relationship's pretty huge Yeah, for me, yeah. You know, I don't really want to be with someone who's on the lamb from their family. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I think good home life relationships mean you were probably raised okay. And that you probably, you know, like affection. Mm-hmm. And there's no... I don't I don't want to say deviant, but there's no... There's no ill will in you. Mm-hmm. You know? Like you had good role models. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not that you can't be a good person or a partner if you aren't close with your family, but I think it's important. Yeah. An indicator of things to come. Yeah. Fair enough. I was just curious. Because, like, Jed's family was so not having it. 
and he's my number one on the bracket. So I was trying to rationalize. Is this possible? Probably not for Hannah. Probably not. I don't see it. He's my number one too. It's too bad. Yeah, it's a shame. Hannah chose Peter. I mean, uh, Hannah's gonna choose Peter. Yeah, she's gonna choose Peter. You think even after Luke comes back and tries to break the game? Yeah, I do. Hmm. And that's why I'm so pissed because I thought for sure. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled. I put Luke on as far as I did. Yeah, you guys all did. Um, <laughs> but I'm pissed I didn't put Peter on as long as I did, because Hannah's totally going to pick Peter. Mm. I think I got him for final three. So that's not bad. I mean, I guess unless she picks Tyler. I don't know. I'm re The whole thing's really up in the air for me. Usually I have a good feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess we really don't know like how she's going to handle this uh, Luke coming back situation. And at that point afterwards, will she pick anybody? Like, who knows? She's been really, uh, I don't know, not not playing by the rules or... She's pretty not present. Yeah. Especially with the walking away from the rose ceremony, like a kid who would just, like, you know, made, yes. made dookie or, like, yes. broken a vase or something. Like, uh... How are you going to need more time with all four guys? Like, you've got time. I think you're terrified to make a decision. But, at the very least, I hope she gets laid. Yeah, she needs that. Because that seems to be... Uh, She's been... We know... She, she, she knows and we know mm -hmm. that she wants that. She could use the win. She's got a couple hotties in the... You know, on deck. Yeah, so. yeah they're all pretty attractive. If that's all she gets out of this psychological torture machine that they put her through then yeah uh, she'll be all right it's just yeah. reality tv they all will all right well we'll uh be back next week in crete to talk about how the rest of this shit show goes Brittany and i are going to crete oh yeah that's right yeah so. that, was crete the uh, place with all the white like the beach with the white buildings that's Santorini. Okay. I'm sure their buildings are white. The, uh, Crete has Zeus's cave. Ooh. And the Greek archaeological museum. Nice. We're stoked. Mm -hmm. You gonna ask her to accept a rose? Oh, man. You know, maybe I should. It's a good idea. I'll pack <laughs> a... Uh, don't listen. She doesn't listen to this. No, nah, she doesn't. I think she does. I'll pack a plastic rose. That's hilarious. <laughs> <coughs> nice. Psych. Glad Just we did this. Plastic rose. Huh, I love that. I'm Zach. I'm Wade. Thanks for listening. <laughs>